It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Ray White, the largest real estate and property group in Australasia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio and also Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Well, I hope that you're enjoying your weekend on this Sunday, the 8th of May for 2022. You might be enjoying your breakfast about now. Coming up, we've got the weekend review. It's been a busy week for the real estate reports and statistics. And what's interesting from some of our guests over the last week is that it's very clear that it's a market correction and not a slump in some of the metro cities like Melbourne or Sydney. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. Looking at weather around Australia for Sydney first and mainly fine and sunny with 21 degrees. Melbourne, a few cloudy bits but mainly dry and a high of 15. Brisbane expecting some showers with 23 degrees. And in Perth, some cloud cover but mainly dry with 25 degrees. We feature market updates, interviews and trends. It's your real estate podcast for breakfast. And as I mentioned earlier in the week, Bill Gates singled out some countries, including Australia, who did really well in the pandemic early on. And as a result, the death rate was so much lower. Well, there weren't many countries, but a few responded very quickly to scale up the level of diagnostics. And then they had quarantine policies that were well adhered to. So Australia stands out and their death rate is about 10% of other rich countries. So pretty dramatic benefit. And Bill Gates has also made a prediction that we might see another virus that could be more transmissible with more fatalities. It's very likely to be a respiratory virus. You know, when I did the 2015 TED Talk and articles around that, you know, it was about respiratory because that can get out so quickly. You're still healthy and you're on a plane or a bus and it could be bacterial. Most of those bacterial diseases aren't as difficult as the viral ones, but we need tools there as well. Scary thing is that the fatality rate could be 10 times higher than it was this time. In that sense, we got lucky. If you've got a question that needs answering, you can email us at myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. It's your real estate weekend podcast in review. The darling city we've mentioned before on the podcast is Brisbane, which is the fastest growing capital city market in Australia over the past year, with median house prices and unit prices hitting new records and resulting in an annual increase by 32.1% and 9.3% respectively. Brisbane, really, it has waited a long, long time for this boom. And when it came, it really arrived and made up for lost time, didn't it? Look, absolutely. It really has been the property price boom Brisbane has been waiting for. It's actually the steepest upswing for Brisbane house prices in about 18 years and the steepest upswing in 14 years uh, for units. We're seeing a similar trend in Brisbane in terms of houses outperforming units. So that's what we're seeing in, in many of our 
our capital cities. But we are still seeing really strong uh, condi- selling conditions uh, in Brisbane. And when you have a look at you know population growth, Queensland has got the highest annual rate of population growth. It's being really driven and bolstered by interstate uh, migration. And we're seeing lots of interest from interstate buyers into Queensland. When you have a look overall inquiries from prospective buyers, over the March quarter, they were 37% higher compared to the same time last year. And 24, so almost a quarter of those inquiries came from interstate. So strong interest still in Brisbane. It's your Real Estate Weekend Podcast in Review. Is it unusual then for, let's say, a Sydney to be slowing down and a Brisbane to still be marching on? I mean, you've been doing this for such a long time. Have you seen that in the past? Look, it's very rare to see Sydney pull back and Brisbane go ahead, but it's the it's the migration towards Brisbane that's going to help it buck the trend. I mean, we've got a lot of people out of New South Wales and Victoria heading towards Queensland at the moment and most of them into the southeast corner, expats returning from overseas and internationals looking at Queensland and also just the gap in terms of average price. Brisbane still representing such strong value when compared to Sydney and Melbourne, and that's what's helped holding up pricing. And still, we're only two years into our our upward swing. It was flat for so long. A market should run for longer than it's run after the flat line that it had. You know, I say, is it unusual for a Sydney to be different to a Brisbane market? I guess what we should really factor is the pandemic itself, all of this pent-up demand, and nothing is really the same. I mean, everything's a little bit weird, and it's hardly surprising that perhaps this extends to a Sydney and a Brisbane being different. It's such an important comment. School holidays for us used to be a no-go zone for the high end. You know, everyone would not launch their property during school holidays because everyone went away. Well, what we've found with our top tier agents, unfortunately, we do participate quite a lot in that market. We're seeing people coming here on those school holidays and we're seeing interstate and international interest on the rise from people that are booking inspections on their way out to the coast or before they hit the uh, the airport on the way home. Yeah, we saw over the Easter long weekend buyers out in force. And again, these auctions this week, we've had buyers in strong numbers at a lot of our high-end properties. It's your weekend real estate podcast. The election is coming up. You might be the best person to ask from Melbourne about whether there is any buyer hesitancy, do you think, from people attending auctions and getting bidding with their arms going up in the air before the election? Or do you think that there's going to be some people just sort of sitting on the fence? Yeah, look, I'm definitely seeing some hesitancy, Craig. I think, see, auctions are driven by social proof and if buyers hold back, everyone else just follows. So that hesitancy trend is starting to filter through the buyer's mentality. They're starting to think potentially they might be able to buy below market value. I think that's one reason, Craig. And another is over the last 60 days, there has been obviously an explosion of stock hitting the market. So the FOMO factor has dropped off. When buyers suddenly have more choice, 
they're less connected to the property because they have backup options. That results in less bidders at auctions. And as an auctioneer, you can see it with your own eyes that buyers are either holding back or getting told to. It's definitely harder to get the auction moving nowadays as well. Opening vendor bids are more common than not. And I also have noticed that bidders are really trying to break increments down early on to try and slow the trajectory of the auction. And usually when the market starts shifting to more buyer control, we would refer to that as a buyer's market. It's your Real Estate Weekend Podcast in Review. And as far as the mortgage stress levels which you've alluded to, the RBA pointed out that non-performing housing loans comprised only 0.9% of the mortgage portfolio at the end of last year. So do you think that's likely to be helpful as well in the overall scheme of things? Yes. I mean, the fall in property prices only really becomes a risk when people can't service their mortgages. And the interesting thing about this housing market downturn, which we might be coming into, is that it's happening off the back of higher inflation, higher wages growth, and the strongest labor market that we've seen in decades. So again, that's kind of going to underpin serviceability. It's not that it won't go up, this mortgage stress. Um, We certainly saw that during the housing market downturn in Western Australia, where the arrears rate did rise. But even after rising, it was still at a relatively small level of the mortgage market. People at the margins will be affected. Overall, it's not all doom and gloom for the housing market as a whole. And that is a look back over the last week, which has been a busy one on the Real Estate Podcast. Let's hope that Bill Gates's prediction doesn't eventuate. I think we've had enough lockdowns, household stress and uncertainties in our lives over the last two plus years to probably last us a lifetime. Well, it's the weekend, so enjoy your Sunday and I look forward to catching you back tomorrow morning for breakfast from 6.30. But until then, go and enjoy your Sunday. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 